Hey guys, do you like tights and fights? I think you do. And if you wanted to help us out, it would be amazing if you could pop to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, like Gojo Fourth, who says if he had to cut back on wrestling casts, it would not be ours. Well, thanks, Joe. We will keep making our podcast if you guys will keep listening. Danielle, do you agree? Yeah, I love them. I love them together. I just, I want... I, I, we we got to move on. We got to do something. Danielle, it's like you live in New York City. <laughs> Live from New York. <laughs> it's Danielle's ambulance. <laughs> Storing an EMT, another EMT, a parking dog, an old woman in a robe who saw the whole thing. Tights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Time once again for everybody to climb aboard the podcast. Man, I know I'm not the only one. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Podfather, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Awoken Danielle Radford. Hello. Let me just establish right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we. Had to I do feel that. terrible about this. You may hear Danielle might sound a little different. That's because. She's not feeling well. And like any caring co-host, I said, please stay away from me. I'm flying tomorrow. Literally as far away as you can. So now I'm just imagining that the door to the studio can speak. Because you're right outside it. But let me also introduce the princess of Britlet, Lindsay Kelk. Sweet. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm allowed in, in the room. You're allowed I'm in. I'm also sick. This, I can't get away from it. You outside, <laughs> right? Al. This is the, this is like Superman two. <laughs> <laughs> the end part. Everybody out there, they lost their powers. I'm outside the booth losing my powers. You forget it. I lost the fucking metaphor. As the That's year what runs, happens when you don't have me inside the booth <laughs> to help you with the Superman I know. stuff. And listen to me cough. I've got like this rattling smoker's cough. Well, yeah, that's because of the smoke. That's because of the smoke. I don't smoke, but Los Angeles does now, and I am the beneficiary of it. So enjoy my asthma, everybody. As the year winds down, there's still a lot to get into from this week in wrestling. Is there? Let's find out. Let's start with Raw, where the night got started with three lengthy and exciting matches. First, we got Jason Jordan challenging Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, we all know that Jason and Roman can put on a good match, and they did again last night. But the storyline here is that Jason Jordan keeps inserting himself into this match over mm-hmm. and over again, even with Joe in the picture now. Do we like this version of Jason's character where he's kind of whiny and headstrong at the same time? Yes, because now he has one. <laughs> oh, Ben. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Do you think, did he get a pop? Am I mistaken? Lindsay, you were there live. I was. What were your impressions of the reaction Jason Jordan got? I felt like when he suplexed Roman, he got a pop. Yeah, he did, because I think people were excited that he did a thing. So I would say in the Staples Center, it was kind of a mixed reaction. So people were not 
entirely happy when Roman opened the show. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of booing, but it's come to be expected, right? You see Roman open the show, everyone boos. That's what you do now, whether you mean it or not. That's right. the thing that you do. And then everyone thought they were getting Roman Joe, so they were pretty psyched. And then it transpired they were not getting Roman Joe. They were getting Roman Jason Jordan, and then they were a little bit upset about that because they felt robbed of the local boy match that we'd been promised. But yeah, I think people were more engaged. I think everyone prefers petulant brat Jason Jordan to nothing Jason Jordan, right? Yeah. And I think, as you pointed out, Danielle, now he has a character. So that means when he has a good match, that it actually means something. Do you feel like now that that him losing this match but coming so close, that that's going to help move his character forward now that he has a character? Definitely. And I think that like him as entitled... You know, my dad is the commissioner of the company and I'm really good at wrestling, so how come I'm not the intercontinental champion yet? That's great. Like, again, it, it's, it's just something. And then watching the struggle between him and his fake white dad is also, I think, going to be entertaining. I would kind of love if it culminated in them having a match against each other. Uh, but could the fake black mother guest referee it <laughs> yes because she, she at to. some point needs to turn around and be like you know you need to behave with your your, your part-time fake white dad oddly <laughs> just because he gives you candy on weekends <laughs> like, there's no way to behave oddly the mother is the fake shelton benjamin's mama <laughs> not a lot of people know they're gonna bring back the same actress and see if anybody notices despite the fact that they had a great match it does look like samoa joe is going to continue his rivalry with roman reigns he even attacked Kurt Angle's own son backstage to get his way. Here's a clip. That's the match we that want. So that got that got the pop and a half, because when he hit that wall, it really looked like he hit his Ooh. head into that wall and there was a dent in it. It was like, oh, I don't know if I should be cheering this fight. It's super am. Um, I'm, gr- I'm in for this. Do you like having those little nods in there, that like father, like son that references their TNA time together? Knowing that it's something that WWE doesn't, they don't recognize yeah. TNA World Championships. They don't really recognize rivalries that happen there. So that was kind mm-hmm. of a surprise. I, yeah, it almost they kind of only you... do for Kurt Angle. There's a, it's like there's a Kurt Angle loophole. Yes. <laughs> it makes you wonder, do you guys think Samoa Joe was maybe going into business for himself a little bit there? Potentially, but I think also if you don't know, it still works. You know, right. like people are still right. like, oh, they just think it's a father son line. It's multi level. So it's, you know, maybe they aren't upset about it because it doesn't, it's not openly saying, like, hey, you guys, remember when we were in TNA? Right. Uh, so maybe they're okay with it. Yeah, there's literally no way that Vince knows what that reference no. is, other than the fact that Samoa Joe has hit his kid in the head at some point earlier in the show. <laughs> I love it. That's hit literally the wall. There's, there is no way that Vince knows that that's a reference to a TNA show. <laughs> what if he actually loved TNA and watched it all the time and wore a TNA shirt to bed and nobody else knew? I like Aww. the idea of him sat at home watching it crying. Yeah. Just alone in the oh, dark. He's there in Rex now. Oh, my God. If only we'd used him that way in WWE. God damn. Paige was back in action for her first match in over a year when she took on Sasha Banks. Am I mistaken, or has she not missed a step in her time off? It felt like a really good match. Great. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Yeah. I guess there's really not much more to say, but I mean, and obviously, like, you know, Sasha Banks can have a, she could have a great match with a broom. Right. But, like, yeah, no, she, Paige 
for someone who's been gone for what is it a year and a half yeah. what was it yeah. Yeah, yeah she is she killed it yeah and that was a long match and they went for the whole match yep I just think everything she's doing is she's doing it so well and I hate to compare and contrast in an unfavorable fashion but when you, when you watch Paige carrying absolution and carrying her two new girls versus Ruby Riot having to carry the Riot Squad which arguably is a is a, a heavier load the way Paige is bringing those two in like I'm already sold I don't yep. need to see him do anything I don't need to hear him say anything I'm in on this I get what you're saying and I know it's hard not to compare the two groups against yeah. one another because they, they're, they're essentially the same, the same thing yeah. <laughs> do you think that Page benefits greatly from having a ton of history in WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that, that, and, and that's without being said, absolutely. Right. But I mean, it just that's why me, like, I, I hate to draw the contrast, but you have to. Because They're inviting of the way it. It's been done. They have invited the yeah, contrast. But the way that we see how good Paige is, and just to emphasize, as Danielle says, how she hasn't lost a second. She, yeah. It looks like she was here yesterday, and she's carrying along these two new people who could be dead weight, you know? Like, if it was handled wrongly, they could drag her down. But the way she's just lifting everyone up with her, it's like, oh, nice to have you back, friend. Man, you forget, like, when someone's gone for that long, you forget just how good they are <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. The way she worked the crowd, and the way she works the ring, she just, I she's, think she's on, actually, on all cylinders. I think she's better on the mic now. Yeah, she Am is. Am I crazy? Like, yeah. she is better on the mic now than she was when she left. Well, she has direction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you like you pointed out with Jason, you know, it comes back to she's always had a character. Now she has a direction because it doesn't feel aimless. Yeah. I'm sure you know as a performer when you have direction that even if you're improvising and sort of going off of the cuff, you're going to be way better and way more focused at it because you know where you're going. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. L- let's talk about the cruiserweight division. What? Drew Gulak. Want a fatal four-way to stay in the mix for the number one contendership? He's going to face Rich Swan. First of all, probably the, the best audience reaction to a cruiserweight match yes, yet, right? 100%. You were there. Being there, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were early in the match, a little group in the back of the Staples Center tried to start a This Is Awesome chant, and it did not take off. And I'm like, oh, you guys, that's so sweet. But no, it's fine. And then sort of like the last segment of it when yeah. all of everyone started kicking in and like doing all the pins and it, it the plates went up and there was a genuine this is awesome that went all the way around Staples Center. Do you know why? Because it was. Because yep. it was awesome. It was so good. It made me so happy. Yeah, more of that. More of more of that kind of a showcase for right? if you keep showing the two oh five live crew looking like that, that's what's gonna bring people over to the other show. Do you think that this match is enough to at least get some people to watch? I think in. so. I think yeah. there might be some more eyeballs this week. And I'm really interested in seeing what they're doing with this 205 live tour that they're, that they're starting Ooh, now. Yeah. Which is going to be really interesting. They're and trying to start the grassroots movement on the road, which is smart, I think. I agree. And it's hard. I, I realize I asked that question about it translating to more viewers. And that's not, uh, to me, that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is that they have to go on after you've already seen three hours of wrestling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do an entire show. Yeah. To an audience that is either half left the building or is just sort of they're exhausted by whatever they've seen. You know, there's 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 a reason why um, WWE doesn't tend to now put a lot of like the huge happenings in that third hour of Raw. Yeah, yeah that's true. The second hour has become sort of the big hour. Yeah. Yep. Um, was Drew Gulak winning the right way to go? I think so. I'm really excited. Same. He's been killing it. He's so good. That's right, because he's from Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is <laughs> awesome. Speaking of the cruiserweights, what did you think of this interaction between Nia Jax nope, and Enzo nope, Amore? Nope, 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 nope. 
How you doing? You're better than this, Naya. <coughs> Is this punishment for when Is that she the went whole away? Clip? That's the whole clip. That's, the whole clip. That's literally it. Yep. There's no good way that this can go. Unless she's going to murder him to death. They can't go. And even that, I think they'll still make either weight jokes yep. or I mean, that's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking is they're going to make weight jokes. That's all it is. Little, mean, little man, big woman. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm-mm. A thousand times no. I have like, no interest. I feel like he'd be a good mouthpiece for her, though. He'd be good. If he was a manager. That's true. She would be like the crown jewel of his stable of wrestlers. That's true. Like having him come out and then doing all the the hype man stuff, but for her and having her dominate would be awesome. Yeah. I need him to never wrestle again then. But you and I need yeah. to sit down That'd and have okay. a chat. And if we can come to that agreement, just as two gentlemen, I'm a lady. But if we can come to that agreement together, he, that that's allowed. And I never need to see them kiss. Nope. Nope. I just oh. never. I just, that's not cool. <laughs> no kissing. No holding hands. No sexy how you doings again. <laughs> I, I, I don't need it. How about this? Nia Jax invites Enzo back to her hotel room. And then the lights go out. When they come on, Danielle is there and beats the crap out of him. <laughs> so what do you think, Danielle? You took two bad things and you made a good thing. Yeah. Oh, and then me and Nia could be holding hands? That's exactly. Oh. That's what I'm saying. You're too good to me since you trapped me outside. <laughs> Give me the book. <laughs> See, good things happen when you keep your disease away from me. <laughs> I will not... Poor Bikram's over in the corner. He's getting ready to just bathe himself in Purell. <laughs> so sad. It's fine. I'm pointing it all towards Julian, who, by the way, guys, um, turns out does a lot of stuff during the show while we're talking. <laughs> I'm just watching him. Turns, oh. out, turns out he uh, turns out uh, producing a podcast real hard while it's happening. <laughs> is, is part of it he's watching somebody's Twitch stream? Please tell me he's watching a Twitch stream. <laughs> he's young. He's young. That's he's the like joke. He's writing things and pressing buttons and, and, with a and pen? writing things. No, not with a pen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we had live call-ins during the show. I wonder if we can have people like call a number or something and leave a message. Yeah. yeah. Edge and Christian do that. Edge and Christian do that. Yeah. They yeah. That. Then I can screen all the dumb people. Then you can screen the dumb people out. That would be the hard part because as soon as someone said Baba Booey, I would drive to their house. Are you kidding me? Couldn't we get one hit him with the hind? <laughs> All right. Goals. Take the, the boy out of the East Coast. Listen, for the main event of Raw, we had the bar retain their WWE tag titles, Raw tag titles. My goodness. I keep forgetting they're two fucking sets of. Anyway. <laughs> They defended their tag titles over Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins after Joe interfered, and then Roman let out some weird howl. He, was, I assumed it was a Samoan thing. Yeah, so let out the Samoan howl of loss. Um, how? The whole goal was supposed to be that, are, are we supposed to wait for another? I get that they have good matches, but isn't it time to move on? I've seen Is a it lot time of to move matches. on? Yeah, I think it might yeah. be. And I was, I, I, it was a good match. It was my favorite match of the night when I was there. Sure. It was really fun to watch. What happened after they went off air was super, super fun. And I was really confused. So I didn't know it had gone off air. I'm like, you guys, we're going so long. Because <laughs> uh, they restarted the match for a third time, but it wasn't really restarted, it turned out. It was all very confusing. And then they put Seamus through a table. Seth Rollins was on the mic for like 20 minutes chatting away. Ooh, that's uh, a, that's Se- a lot Seamus of tried to run away. And he made Roman and Dean go get him and bring him back while Seth basically did like a stand-up set. And he was like, oh, we're gonna, it's going to double hurt now because you made a Samoan run. Uh. <laughs> like, don't make my Samoan run. We don't do cardio. <laughs> like, this is pretty great. 
I could listen to Seth chat all night. Um, but the match itself, like, which when I watched it back on Hulu and found out, you know, how long it actually lasted. Um, yeah, I thought it was so good. But I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I love both of those teams. I think both of them are great. I think they're fantastic. I think that they're doing good work. I don't need to see them wrestle anymore, each other. Just more people, other, other guys. There are, I don't know how many dudes on that roster. You can't find two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really thought they were going to drop the titles. I really thought we were getting a title change. Yeah. Um, and it would have made sense to have the Shield have all the titles again, or the, all the titles that are currently available to them, Barack. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought that was... I wasn't happy because I love Seamus and Cesaro together and I love them with the belts. But I was like, oh, this makes sense. Long-term storytelling. And then it didn't happen. And then they restarted the match. I'm like, oh, so now it's going to happen. And I'm like, wait, what? What is that? I don't know what is happening anymore. Got cheated. So, yeah, it was just very confusing. And I guess it means I'm seeing it again next week. Yeah, that's right. Next week they'll do it. Before we get to SmackDown, does anybody have anything from NXT in particular that they want to bring up or discuss. I'm just going to open the floor. If nobody has anything, that's fine. I didn't see it this week. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch NXT this week. Why the one week I haven't seen it Sorry, Julian. Do you watch it normally? I do. I watch it every week. Do you make it a point to watch it as it comes out? Usually I do watch it on a Wednesday evening, yes. I watch it after this. After this. All right. Uh, (laughs) But I had a friend in town, so I was not home. I wasn't home, you guys. I had stuff to do, and I did make my friend come to Oh, we get it, Lindsay. You have it. friends. I have friends. Yeah. I have to import them from England <laughs> on, a, on a, a quarterly basis. But And I did make her come to Raw, and I apologize if she's listening, because it was not her <laughs> best four hours of her life. She has literally got kids, and she did not want to spend her vacation watching, <laughs> watching other people's kids at wrestling. Did you explain to her that Heath Slater also has kids? He was the opening match for main event, which was fantastic, because he's got kids, chant started, and my friend's reaction was to fold her arms across legs, and go, well, haven't we all? And ah! the English way possible, and it was my favorite moment of our 15-year friendship. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I just pictured, like, a... Um, just a character from Mary Poppins. Whatever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Let's get to SmackDown. Mojo Rawley commented on why he broke up the hype bros. Because the second he got hurt, I went out and I won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on the grandest and stage. And no one remembers but you. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that by myself. Really, so Jeff? Finally. He didn't do that by himself. Gronkowski won that Finally. Start to go my way. It was the Zubas. He comes Yeah. Here. Uh, to drag me down because he's dead weight. Okay. Cruel. Sure. Cold. Sure. Uh, speaking <laughs> of tag teams, the SmackDown titles are set to be defended in a four-team match at Clash of the Champions. Does that seem like a step backwards after the Usos' New Day feud, or does this help make the tag division seem larger and more competitive and maybe give us some fresh matchups? It's only going to work for me if somebody who isn't an oos or a day wins. That's it. Because if you have either an oos or a day in winning, then it's the same thing. You're just feeding two other tag teams to them. Okay. Let me throw something out there. Mm -hmm. Rusev and Aiden English. First of all, singing during a chin lock. Fantastic. Pretty great. All their stuff was great. They have chemistry. They're fun. They're dangerous. Yeah. Do you think that they could be a team you put the titles on and just sort of see what happens? You know, that, that Rusev Day thing has really gotten over. Yep, he has a shirt, you guys. 
Oh. It only took Alicia Fox ten years, uh, but you know we've got Rusev Day shirts now, so and I'm clearly gonna get one. So I I'm know in. they I'm still in. need to make you your Rusev's tank shirt. I know. <sighs> he just keeps getting himself over, doesn't he? Yep, so every good. time, every time, you and just, he does it on his own. I love him so much. Do, who was the fourth team? Oh, the fourth team is uh, Gable and yes, Benjamin. Benjamin, those guys. I don't know. I feel like B- Gable and Benjamin would be next in line, but that's why. I feel like we're in an era right now where they book to surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rusev and Aiden English winning the titles is a surprise. That's what I want. Yeah. I want that to happen. I'm on board for that. Who, who, Rusev I, has ran through every single person on the New Day yeah, back when true. he was doing that thing where he was just beating up black dudes. And uh, He's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe he's beaten up each ooze. Like... Mm-hmm. Aiden English yeah. is also incredibly talented, but yeah, I, I, I think that it's, something's got to happen for Rusev right now. Yeah. He's too over. I mean, he does well with everything he's given, and he takes everything he's given and runs with it. Yep. And he it results in so few titles for that man. Does he feel to you like someone who's had more titles than he's actually had? Yes. And does he feel like he's been here longer than he's been here? It's like, yes. put belts on the man. Yeah, he's he only... always felt like he's more important than like he actually is. Yeah. Hasn't he only had one belt once? He had the U.S. belt, twice. right? Twice. Oh, he's had yeah. it twice? When did he win it a second time? He beat Kalisto for it, I want to say. That feels right. Okay. Yeah. And then he lost it to... A person. To... Oh, Roman. To Roman. Mm. Oh, right. Because yeah. you had to get it off Kalisto's because that's not, no one's going to believe Roman versus Kalisto. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I'd watch it, though. I'd watch it. How, I, I think it could be a fun match, but. You, you know, uh, I'll tell you the matchup I want to see is the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos because they had so many great matches together back in 2014. <laughs> they, they like, jerked the curtain for three straight pay-per-views, yeah. had mm-hmm. the best match. Hopefully that's. I mean, maybe that's where it's going. That's why they're padding this out with a four-team match rather than anything genuinely threatening, and then it's going to go Bludgeon Brothers. Also, where's Breezango? Exactly. Where where are my favorites? Where's my Breezango? How long can they get away with just doing fashion files until people turn because they're not in the ring anymore? Yeah, exactly. Like, they're just doing commercials and they're doing fashion files. Like, yeah. Uh, we'd, I'd love to see them wrestle. I would love to and see them wrestle. not just on the Survivor Series pre-show. They are both good at it, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. They're great. I just, I, and I'm not over them yet. I just, like, it's one of those things where you watch and you go, there's a point mm-hmm. where this will get old. Yeah. Right. And you're just doing sketch comedy in the middle. It's not old for me yet, but no. they do, I, I want to see them wrestle. They're very talented wrestle boys. Yes, absolutely. Finally, from SmackDown, Randy Orton beats Sami Zayn in the main event. Should Sami still be taking these losses uh, if he's trying to maintain heel heat? Oh, I, you know what? I loved everything that he did during SmackDown, so I actually don't mind this. Yeah, I did too. Because all of the stuff that he did where he was like, this is a ring, and this is outside the <laughs> yeah, ring, and this is, and he even sarcastically skanked over the line between the ramp and the outside <laughs> of the ring, and did like a nice little turn. And Shane thanked him for the update, which was nice. The tutorial on what is the ring, what isn't the ring. So I feel like Shane's genuinely annoyed with them. Do you, does anyone else get the feeling that Shane's bit. not that good an actor and he's genuinely a little bit annoyed about the whole thing? I think he's selling it well because he likes them a lot and he puts over Maybe. people he likes. <gasps> That'd That'd be dope. Steve like Blackman. So well that I believe true. it. Magical. Those yes. McMahons are really good. They are so good at making you think that they really <sighs> hate people. It's they, so good. They are. And I think that, uh, yeah, uh, the fact that the match ended with a roll-up rather than an RKO, mm-hmm. 
middle yeah. of the ring makes it feel like, oh, this is unfinished. And I'm actually yeah. excited to see the match with all the stipulations they have. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like Daniel Bryan, that heel turn, those seeds are being planted mm. and oh, sown man. and watered. His, his entire face is just a gift factory. I mean, is that all SmackDown is to me now is just like meme upon meme upon meme of Daniel Bryan's face. Oh, especially him trying to listen to that Sarah Logan promo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I often feel like a, a, a room full of long-haired cats. A long, <laughs> long-haired cats and yeah. a room full of rocking chairs. Sure. What, my new favorite what, statement. Yeah. What did she say? Like, in what part of Kentucky do they ever do? I know, and he's never tasted game meat, my friends. I was like, no, he hasn't. You no, know he hasn't. Kind of his whole thing. That's his job. Like his thing that he does. I just realized something, y'all. What's that? Sitting here talking about Daniel Bryan turning heel. Mm-hmm. He's not going to turn heel. Shane's going to turn heel. Yeah. Like Shane's already. He's going to turn heel. It's what he does <laughs> when he's a referee. Oh. He's a heel when he's a referee. We all know it. We all know it. I called it here first. One of the two of them is turning. That's a really good call. That's a um, super good call. Shinsuke Nakamura made his return from no injury at all. They just kept him off because they had nothing for him to do. Got a great reaction. Does it hurt him to be aligned with Randy Orton? It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased he's doing stuff and yes. he's doing like main event stuff. But maybe he could just... I mean, he doesn't even have to do it on air. But if he could just kick Randy in the face one time for me, that's cool. Like... <laughs> It's Christmas is coming up. That's that's all I'm asking. <laughs> so you for. say they come out for their match and he's holding his eye and like side glancing yeah, to Shinsuke because he doesn't want to get a fresh one. <laughs> Fair <laughs> that's enough. All I need. If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, <laughs> keep the conversation going at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. <clears throat> that was weird. That was weird like <laughs> <laughs> When we come back, we'll talk about what the Howl return <laughs> what? How ball. Yeah, I had a how ball. Sorry about that. <laughs> When we come back, we'll talk about what the return of the broken universe could mean for Bray Wyatt. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, Biz. Have you seen any good movies lately? Hey, Teresa. Does Curious George's Boo Fest count? It doesn't. Mm. Well, I blame my current life situation that has small children that need things. God, I love them. And I miss knowing about stuff. (laughs) Well, after catching up on the current cultural offerings on podcasts that provide such information, (laughs) join us on One Bad Mother as we help explore the harsh realities of sweeping self-identity changes as we try to find ourselves between our pre- and post-kid selves. I used to like all the things. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined in the booth by... Well, not Danielle Radford. That's right. And... <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> Correct. That's right. Still out there. Danielle, let's go live to our outside the booth correspondent. Danielle, what's Julian doing right now? Uh, Julian is typing things and making faces at me that make it look like he wants us to move on. Back oh. to you, Al. Too bad. Could you ask Julian real quick? Hey, Julian, real quick. How's he doing? How are you? Things good? Could you just ask me like Naya asked him? So? <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you ask like, like Naya, please? How you doing? <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a lot. Everything is terrible. <laughs> Everything is terrible. <laughs> Wrestling is full of gimmicks. Some are subtle, some are insane, but they're all needed to make a star. We like to showcase them in a segment we call Gimmick Corner. 
theme song. Gimme corner, gimme corner. You know what I just thought of? I just thought of uh, Invention Corner from Big Breakfast. <laughs> Invention Corner, Aww. Invention Corner. Memories. There once was a wrestler named Husky Harris who didn't want to ride on the... Fa- oh, I'm sorry, that's not what's written here. <laughs> he didn't do much when he was on the main roster, but once he was sent back to NXT, he came up with a new gimmick of Bray Wyatt. Let's hear one of his earliest promos. I want to wait for a while. <laughs> Sounds like Forrest Gump. But Bray Wyatt, he told himself how to read. And I started out with C-Spot Run, and then it was what Clifford the Big Red Dog. Is this Sarah Logan? And then it was the good book mostly after that. <laughs> and I learned... And I learned a lot of things. I learned how this world likes to throw away a little white trash peon like Bray Wyatt. Aww. Aww. Let me tell you something. I ain't no white trash. And I ain't no peon either. I am better than you all. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be that guy. I wouldn't want to be that guy. That first guy that has to get in the ring with me, man. I wouldn't want to be you. Because I'm... I didn't realize he was the Cajun chef. <laughs> White trash like me. <laughs> what did you think of Bray Wyatt when he first showed up? I loved the Wyatt family when they first showed up. I loved Bray. I thought it was different. I thought it was interesting. I loved his music. I loved his entrance. I was fully watching a lot of True Detective, right. so I was very engaged in all of his Marcosa <laughs> yeah. references. Right. I was like, I see what you're doing, friends. We're all watching the same TV. Um, I loved him. I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, like they hit on like a bunch of different things. And obviously, yeah, like uh, True Detective was one of the first times you really got to see a lot of that like out in the sticks, southern, dangerous mysticism and magically stuff. You know, that real bayou magic. Seeing them take a chance with something like that, a lot of times they like, you know, clean lines. You know, Rusev uh, is a bad foreigner dude. You know, uh, um, I I was going to say some other examples, but they all would have ended with bad foreigner dude. But (laughs) We're all terrible. (laughs) That's what I know. Right. But with Bray, it was like this combination of like, you know, I'm this like deep south dude who is also like this cult leader who's also, it it was just a a combination of a bunch of different things. And it didn't feel like anything I'd seen in wrestling before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to any kind of day and time, especially in the last like 20 years or so, to have a supernatural character. And he pulled it off, certainly early on. Well, he felt so powerful. Yes. Mm. It was real. He felt like a real person. It felt like somebody who should never break kayfabe, even though Mm -hmm. he did. Like, he all of a sudden, they have him like doing uh, an interview about uh, WWE 2K16. Maybe yeah, not Bray the Wyatt best should use. not care about yep. WWE 2K16. Hey, man, you know I got an Xbox at home, Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Forgot we're talking about Bray Wyatt. What am I doing? I want to upset my fans. Randy, we're going to get the new Xbox, Randy. We're going to play Halo. <laughs> hey, man. I love Halo. But, boy... It just goes to prove, yes, wins and losses don't count, blah, 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 blah. However, when somebody is supposed to be a menacing threat and they lose again mm-hmm. and again and again, then they become the person who draws the line in the sand. Say, so you cross this line, you die. And then they cross it and you draw yeah. another line, then another line, then another yeah. line. He's out of sand and he's out of lines. Yeah. You just don't believe him anymore. Even the world title win 
was too too little, too late. And people were super excited. I remember I was at SmackDown in February this year when he had the belt and people were crazy for it. Everyone was chanting, you deserve it. Everyone yeah. was like, he, he couldn't even finish his promo because people were so like vocal in their support of him. But yes, and then that just went away. And then he started losing again. Yep. Do, you, do you think the mistake was not turning him face when they should have? I just think so many mistakes were made. I mean, right back to him losing to Cena at Mania 30. And that's yep. like four years ago at this point. Like, like he was scary up until that moment. And then, you know, he came in with the super amazing entrance. They had the band playing. I, I, again, I was like, oh, I'm only talking today about things I was at. Uh, so <laughs> it was there. Like, it was in New Orleans. And it was in New Orleans. So it was in Louisiana. And it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it was like chills. And it was so exciting. And then he just lost to Cena. Yeah, like, you can't uh, do all no. of all of the build up with like the creepy kids and all of the other stuff. That's for me one of the major hiccups with that character is that they'll do something outlandish mm -hmm. and then he'll lose and it's like well then what's the point because even you know I will argue that that hologram bug thing if he had been winning matches that could have worked yeah if he like, hadn't been such a joke yeah. himself that wouldn't have seemed like a joke and if Randy would have sold it even yeah, a little even just him. so much of it was organic as well that's the thing that I find so weird about it that they yeah. squandered something that fans were genuinely invested in and that they they pushed, we pushed the envelope ourselves as fans. Like, we started the phone. The, the fireflies. fireflies, you know, yeah. like the fans started that. The fans started singing along with him. They started singing along the whole world in his hand. That was a fan thing that yep. they jumped on and they built on, yes. Yeah. But that came from the fans. And when you have that much passion and that much excitement in your audience, don't you build on it? But what they actually did was like, oh, we have this huge bank of goodwill let's just keep withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing until now he's in his overdraft with us you know yep. like now he's run out because <sighs> how do we what do you do well i'll tell you yeah. i'll tell you what they're going to do uh they're going to put him in a big story against broken slash awoken matt hardy let's hear what happened when these two characters finally met last week was not matt hardy's breaking point it was mine I actually feel alive again. My heart is pumping, and there's a fire in me that is only growing stronger. Burn. Bray Wyatt, you left me with no choice. I sentence you to deletion! Crowd. This is my favorite part in wrestling this year. Yep. And I love when he said Dingus Khan instead of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Well, it's already a joke. <laughs> not that it wasn't a joke before. I get it. I'm not dumb. But now it's really a joke. Very funny. Very funny. I'm going to need to see both of you in my office <laughs> after wrestling. We'll see who the joke is on then. This is like when you have two friends that you think are the same. And you're like, you know what? You and Jerry need to get together. Because <laughs> get you would be two peas in a pod. And then you get them together. And they sit there. And they it's like, yeah. They're like, oh, it's my, this is my thing, kind of. <laughs> it doesn't quite mesh. 
it's two magnets of the same polarity mm-hmm. just sort of missing one another. Does it feel like that already, or am I out of my mind? Well, I had a match in the house. I had a match in the house. I, I'd imagine the woods. I've imagined the woods. <laughs> he had his match in the woods. Basically, Bray had Matt's one match yeah. in the yeah. woods. You know? Is it weird that they just did both of them on weird little yes. screens with weird backdrops? Also, that Matt appeared to be doing it in front of like a shower curtain or something. Also, can't he just be broken now? Isn't that lawsuit stuff over? Isn't the Awoken version sort of like the Morky Mouse and of I'm still gimmicks? I'm not sure if that's okay. Like, I don't, I think we should leave hashtag woke alone, Matt. I think that does not belong to you. Uh, well, yeah, I think what he's trying to say is like, he's trying to, it, 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 the idea is that like, I was broken and then when I came back here, I was semi-fixed, but you've yeah. reawoken the whatever in me. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, you sound like somebody saw Justice League and you're just <laughs> filling in all the notes that, that they didn't play. Like, oh, well, you know, Dark Side actually, yeah, when you think like about jazz. it, he was there the whole yeah. time. Wrestling's yeah. like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's about I the plot say, points they don't show. It was yeah. a really confusing moment for my friend who had never been to a wrestling event before. <laughs> it's like, why are these men just laughing at each other? Like, yeah, we will do this on the way home in the car because we have much to talk about. But it was odd. Yeah, this is supposed to be like the renaissance of Bray Wyatt. However, what are you going to do? Put him over a woken Matt yeah, exactly. Hardy in his first match? No, no. no there's no way. No. Bray, Bray's looking at the lights again. Yep. Doesn't help. Moving on until yeah. he's he's losing the Cruiserweight Championship to Enzo Amore. <laughs> and I feel, like all, I feel like this is going to build until Jeff comes back, right? And then it will be Jeff versus Matt. Yep. We'll have a rematch of the final deletion, right? Because he's going to come back and be like, Matt, I need to like fix you or like figure this out yeah and then, and then you get brother nero, brother nero like that's that's what we're building to right so yep. we can't have him and I, I rewatched final deletion um yesterday to try and get excited again i was like oh this is so good this how'd that was go so good. you I, liked it i really liked it i did not get me excited again it made me anxious yep. <laughs> it made me anxious yeah <laughs> i don't know i really want to be excited about all of it i want to be excited about bray i want to be excited about matt but i am i'm cautiously optimistic the only just version. Just give it to Reeby. Just give Reeby the book. <laughs> there you go. Give Reeby yeah. the book. Just let her figure it out. Give it to Maxwell. He got a massive pop at Starcade. Uh, <laughs> so. What if instead of wrestling one another, they just raced drones? I'm in. Ooh. I'm in. Vanguard One versus Sister Abigail, who was yeah. a drone all along. Yeah. And Matt can sit in Skarsgård, the dilapidated boat, and Bray can sit in the upturned fridge. And everyone's oh. a winner. Can this be turned around if Bray Wyatt becomes a member of the Awoken universe? Sure. How would you do that? One of them has to join the other. I I don't know. Yeah, he could be Senior Wyatt. He could be Senior Wyatt. And then they get Sarah Logan involved. I just want Sarah Logan in everything. He could dress like a boat. He could dress like Sarsgaard. He could be Sarsgaard, the dilapidated boat. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe he is one of the seven deities. Oh, that's Ooh. right. What does he? Say, what did he say he ate in the interview with Jericho? Like corn. He eats a lot of green beans. Green so beans. Green he beans. Eats a lot of green beans. They're a delicacy. Yeah, why it could just carry a giant bowl of Jericho green beans? Was amazing. I need to listen to that again because yeah. that's a good primer Man, so for good. anyone who isn't familiar with what's occurring. That's oh a yeah, great primer. If you want to know what's ahead, listen to that. <laughs> but if you've had any thoughts on Awoken Matt Hardy. Tell us about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for three things from wrestling that we loved. That's up next on Tights and Fights. (laughs) 
Max FunCon tickets are on sale now at maxfuncon.com. Watch stand-up comedy on a mountain. Roll out of bed after a dance party to see a live podcast taping. Take classes from amazing teachers with the most supportive group of people you'll ever meet. Make a bunch of friends and eat a ton of s'mores. Come to Max FunCon at Lake Arrowhead, California, the second weekend of June, for friendship, comedy, and creativity. Get your ticket now at maxfuncon.com. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tyson Bites. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Rapper And... Lindsay Kill. Every week we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Danielle, you're outside. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, d- outside did, uh, correspondent Danielle Radford, uh, what are you going to put over this week? Uh, well, I'm actually going to put over a live show that I went to. Look at me. Hey. Um, so I went to I went to Rise um, on Friday. Um, it was Rise 6. I think it's Brutality or something like that. And it, it was amazing. So Rise, um, for those of you who don't know, is an all-women's promotion that's out here in California. And this is the sixth one they've done, and it was Amazing. Um, my shoulder touched Bull Nakano and I died immediately. <laughs> Just died immediately. Um, Medusa was there and like her and Bull had a whole like back and forth. There was a four barbed wire bats match between Lufisto and Dust, which was crazy. Um, what else happened? Team Zombie Princess versus Team Lucha Queen. Um, so you had like Jimmy Jacobs was the head of Team Zombie Princess. This was the only one that had dudes on it. Um, and uh, Taya Valkyrie was the head of Team Lucha Queen. Um, Jimmy Jacobs looking very fancy with like a sparkly because he's a zombie princess. That's his thing now. Nice. Um, his little spark- sparkly tiara and everything. Andrew Everett was amazing. Um, I just there, there isn't enough for me to say about that. I fell in love with um, Ariel Monroe. Uh, Ariel Monroe uh, went versus Shimmer Champion Nicole Savoy, and um, oh wait, wait. no, this is just this is just this area. (laughs) I feel like it's happening more than usual. Mm -mm. Nope, no, I used to live here. This is just this area. I was like, I swear, I like came out of the uh, of the metro one time, and Mm -hmm. I swear there might have been a shooting happening. Probably the way that like everybody was freaking out. Like, should I just be running right now? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, no. If you see people running outside the metro, just go the way they're going. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I fell in love with the Shimmer Champion, Nicole Savoy. Uh, she had a Fuend versus Fuend match against Ariel Monroe. Uh, there was lots of sportsmanship, which was great. I got to see Chris Wolf in person. Um, Chris Wolf is, um, I don't know, a little Japanese wolf girl. Uh, and she was so fun and so cute. And they had some business. And then there was the World of Stardom Championship, which was Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez. That one got crazy. Like they were hitting each other with chairs and they did flips and stuff. And they were in the crowd PWG style, like right near me. Um, and I had like just hurt my ankle. So I was like holding on to a chair back. Um, and Mercedes just like sat in the chair right in front of me. And then I died again. <laughs> um, uh, there was Delilah Doom versus Rosemary. Now, this one was bad because uh, Delilah started bleeding. And I think, and I don't know, 
I think she bladed and like she did too many cuts and then she hit herself against the post and it was just crimson mask and it was gnar- no but it was bad there were like spots of blood all over the place so it's like a little bit of a weird way to end the show but like it, I w- it was such a good time and um, they announced like a bunch of partnerships with the stardom folks and um, yeah so if you guys are ever in California and you're looking for something fun to do I suspect that this one it sold out um, I suspect that this is going to be another one of those shows that like people are going to start coming to and tickets are going to start selling out early. So, you know, if you're in Cali and you're interested, start going. I also got uh, popped by a couple of people who recognized me and I was like, oh, man, I can't be a dirtbag. <laughs> or just, like, is that why they love you? Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> Lindsay? Danielle yelled dirtbag Radford. Um, I, I'm not going to put over the live show that I went to. Okay. Um, unfortunately, sorry, guys. I would put over the, the bit at the end with Seamus and Seth and, and the Shields because that was pretty great, but we have nothing for that. So, no, no. You nothing. have your own time, you guys. Uh, I am going to put over because I've, I've also been sick, not not plague sick, like Danielle, who has been, you know, there's people outside ringing bells around her. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. No, it's fine, guys. It's just a guy in a weird beak mask. It's going to be okay. I was like, have they loaded well, you under of the guy in the weird beak mask? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, that works out. Because uh, I have been sick and I have been watching a lot of YouTube and a lot of being the elite. I'm all caught up, you guys. Um, and I'm going to put the boys over because uh, sometimes I might believe that I am secretly a 15-year-old boy. Uh, and that's my level of sense of humor. And I've really enjoyed the latest episode, so I'm going to put them over for that. We have a clip, I think. Close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing Cause even when I dream of you The sweetest dream will never do I still miss you, babe And I don't want to miss a thing Cause I don't want to miss one smile It just goes on. It does go on. I want to say that it would make more sense with context, but it doesn't really. It's just part of this week's episode is Marty Skull singing Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith while he's in bed, in two double beds, uh, with the Young Bucks and Cody, and they all seem to be naked in the covers, and he has his headphones on singing that to himself while the others are all just laid there being annoyed at his singing. And each one gets a buck. There's a buck for each bed. Good time. Yeah, yeah. They split the bucks up. You know. That's the promise of the New Deal: a buck in every bed, (laughs) car in every driveway. (laughs) But uh, this week's episode, I loved seeing Joey Ryan in there. Uh, There was a really fun skit with Flip Gordon. Uh, It just made me happy. I like to see friends being friends with friends, so uh, it's always good to see the boys pulling for each other. Yeah. So to speak. Nice. Uh, speaking of friends, I'm going to put over my one-way friendship with Drew Gulak from the Yay. City of Brotherly Love uh, and a particular moment in the Fatal 4-Way where he prevented his colleague, Tony Nese, from taking off from the top rope. Let's see if we can hear it. Gulak in control right now. And it's a new fly zone! <laughs> Gulak, well, that's been Gulak's campaign. He doesn't want cruiserweights flying around. He thinks it takes away from the program. He calls it a no-fly zone, and now he's arguing with his partner about it. I mean, come on, he's great. So good. He is great. Oh, my goodness. There was a chant for PowerPoint at one point. The crowd were chanting for PowerPoint. Yeah. He's officially over. And then we didn't get it. If they could do a good PowerPoint on Raw, that's it. It would seal it. Yeah, give me that T-shirt. Stick a fork in me, I'm done. There are no good PowerPoints at all. Uh, Hey, Julian, do you think under this closing part I could get a bed of of Marty Skrull singing Aerosmith, please? (laughs) 
Just something like romantic and light. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer is the head of the Latino World Order, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting over for that. Keep up with us all week long at Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who have thrown some of their donation towards this show and help keep the lights on when we're in the studio and Danielle's right outside of it. <laughs> we'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that is what a villain would do. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.